Welcome to Time Bandits. Time Bandits is the podcast where every two weeks we go back in time 25 years to the year 1990 to celebrate a film and an album from that year. It's the silver anniversary. My name is Greg Legro, and I'm looking at Dan Gorman. What's the score, babe? Oh, January 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is uh is yesterday. Is yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> or many months ago, depending on when you're listening to yeah. this. Yeah. It's all true though. Yeah. Uh Casey Lyons, yeah. I'm looking at you. What's the score, babe? Yeah. Listen, Craig, could you um could you talk a little softer? You're talking a little hard right now. Am I talking oh I'm sorry. <laughs> you're talking hey, you hard. know what? So be it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I get it. <laughs> Now I am turning my focus over to our first guest of 1990, Nat Menzoka, coming back to the show, uh, musician, uh, 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 championing uh, gender-neutral clothing across the city. You're really doing Toronto right? Yeah. As far as I can tell, all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's exciting to see you again. Thanks, fellas. I'm beyond thrilled to be back here. Uh, you're, like, you're, you're winning Toronto. You really are. Yeah. And, when doing that, what is the score, babe? Um, it's uh, Nat's anxiety, 10,000, <laughs> yes. uh, and Nat's bank account, minus five. Oh, oh. very good. All right. That's, uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, that I sounds feel right. like a comeback is, uh, uh, you know, in the works. It could be like a football game on the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys watch that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Football mm-hmm. on the weekend? Oh, my God. The I was, tricks. And yeah. The, uh, I was yeah, like, yeah. look at all the sports in that stuff. game. Look at all the um, goalposts these guys are making. <laughs> Scored the winning lacrosse point. Yeah. Now, and you were just... And you, you just say the other sport in yeah, the... That's yeah. a joke. Yeah. You're, you're having a big year, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is really going on. It's been bananas. Yeah. I'm sort of overwhelmed by all of it. It's been really cool. It's cool to do things and be like... See people be like, you're doing the things. And I'm like, God, like, you guys are really talking about how well I'm doing the things. I just hope I don't <laughs> fuck them up. Yeah. Like, that's that's my chief worry is, Amazing. like, not become, like, a wide world of sports style meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's there's uh, fear of you melting down. Yeah, you yes. don't want to end up one of those sports bloopers tapes. No, yeah. my life is a sports <laughs> blooper tape yeah. right now. My um, life is a fumbled pass. Basically. Normally, we save all the plugging and stuff kind of at the end of the episode. No, but, but I think we I think gotta. We should, let's get into a bit of what you're doing. Yeah, particularly for our non-Toronto-based uh, listeners. So they can kind of find cool. out what's going on. Well, in addition to my day job, which is working at a website called BlogTO, yeah. where I write uh, about lifestyle and fashion things and mm-hmm. do a whole lot of fiddly data entry things um, that are fun. I also um, recently started my own company, which is a uh, clothing store on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's half secondhand and vintage clothing and half accessories by local designers. And the idea is we make it all as gender neutral as possible. Mm-hmm. So if you like something, you can buy it and wear it and figure out if it fits you with all the measurements we provide and stuff without having to worry whether or not you're in like the wrong side of the store and people right. are going to shame you and be jerks for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And where can people find this? You can find it at futureisthefuture.com, Greg. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Oh. Where did you... Uh, <laughs> that sounds easy. And hot off of a uh, Radio Q yeah. appearance. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you were, you were uh, wrapping it up with Shad uh, yeah, today? Yeah, I was... Uh, it's funny because I was... Uh, 
I was on Q and I learned that Shad, the rapper, was mm-hmm. going to be uh, one of their replacement hosts um, for that dude that we're not going to talk about. Yeah. And so... Um, <laughs> So I found out the dates that he was hosting, and they're all next week. And I'm like, oh, it's really sweet that I'm going to be on cue, but I'm kind of bummed that Shad's not going to be hosting. <laughs> and then I walk into the studio, and he's there and just stands up, and he's like, hi, I'm Shad. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> like just, I, I just, I kept a lid on it. I was cool. And then uh, saved all the word vomit for when I got in the booth, and yeah, the interview right. was happening instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I uh, it went it went well, but yeah. I was I I've done radio a million times. I've done podcasts with you guys, which yep. is as good as radio or better, quite frankly. So. Oh, much yeah. better. And uh, and I was just flipping out like a ninja the whole yeah. time. To be honest with Would you. Would you attribute all of your success in this last year to appearing on Time Bandits for Cellar Dweller? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it was Cellar Dweller. I think, I it's think all that's the, where it started. I think yeah, it's yeah. all the SEO search traffic for for Cellar Dweller, yeah. man. It's like burning up the Googles like, right totally. now. People need to know about Cellar Dweller. They yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll go get some like reverse SEO and I'll just put Future is the Future in that post yeah, there and people search for it will be like, Cellar Dweller. <laughs> I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for Electric Six to realize I named my business after them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope that would impress them. I really do. That's I basically... Is that that's why you did it? Yeah, it's an Electric Six song, uh, of which I am maybe fan number three hundred out of six hundred total fans globally, <laughs> and I love them. Oh, they're great. And yeah, they're yeah, sure. And uh, I just there's there's a part of me that is just sad. I'm not Dick Valentine, and I'm not walking around. Well, you know, maybe one day shouting like you can't ignore my techno in people's faces. <laughs> yeah, I think the, war. Yeah, the yeah. possibility of that happening. Must is been a dance commander. <laughs> That Wilco uh, sandwich shop got like name checked by the dudes in Wilco, and that's they a did. Toronto thing. I think right, that, right. I think your odds are high. Sure, I hope so. Happen. I think the odds are higher of people knowing what your website is more so than the Electric Six these days. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. true. Nothing against them, there, but no one knows who they are. It's, yeah. it's true. I've never received a Dick Valentine. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, you got time. <laughs> thank you very much uh, for taking time out of this very yeah. busy schedule in this awesome year for you to come back to Time Bandits. To talk about movies and albums, guys, I will oh, make yeah. all the time for you guys. Uh, you're the, you know what? Let's make time with a time machine. Oh, let's <laughs> make, let's make time Segway. go backwards. Let's go time backing. <laughs> um, let's see here. What do I got for a time machine for us today? I thought we would all hop on some sweet Time Rider motorcycles. Yeah, <laughs> from the 1982 film Time Rider. Be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got four pretty sweet Time Rider motorcycles for Whoa. us. So hop on, everybody. Sweet. Mine's blue. Regulators. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some real theater of the mind shit going and on. And a blue one. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. All right. Someone's taking some improv classes. <laughs> hop on. Yes, I have. And let's go back in time. <laughs> All right, get on. There's one pink one, so naturally Casey gets it. Ah, I love pink. He's comfortable. Okay, let's go. Here we are in 1990. My handlebars had streamers. (laughs) My Uh, wheel had the little clicky clack face. Oh, nice. Put those cards in there. Yes, cards in the spokes. Um, Banana seat. It's August 22nd. 1990. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, is it. Can you believe it? I can. No. Um, so here we are. It's a nice summer day. That's really fun. Summer action in the theaters. We could have seen anything we wanted to today. We could have seen My Blue Heaven. 
Oh, Steve been, Martin and Rick oh, Moranis. I liked that movie I too. I'm it's, not sure what it's like. I now. haven't I haven't seen it since 1990. Okay. I don't plan to. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, we're gonna see. Actually, we could have seen a whole shit ton of stuff I saw in the theater with my mom. My Blue Heaven. We could have seen <laughs> Taking Care of Business with uh, the Belouche. Oh. Uh, Wait, what's that? Taking Care of Business. He like uh, he's a like a bumbling, lovable oaf. Yeah. Who stumbles across somebody's like uh, Rolodex. And he uses it to steal their life or something. <laughs> I don't really. Jesus. <laughs> the, the, the movie poster is him like surfing on top of yeah. a limousine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I do remember that. He's yeah. a big fat party animal. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, we could have seen Exorcist 3. Ooh, which that's I, a good movie. I mean, that's an underrated surprised. movie. That's a yeah. great film. Uh, or Wild at Heart, even. But we didn't see any of those. Yeah. We saw Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater. We also listened to some Sonic Youth, but that's for later. Slater. Slater. <laughs> You're killing it. Oh, boy. Listen, I don't know how I'm going to hold up for this whole conversation. I'm just a mess inside, yeah. and I'm just pouring more and more caffeine on top of it. Yeah. Uh, but let's begin. So far, your segues are on point. Well, yay! <laughs> I could be just talking gibberish, and this is yeah. all happening in my head. Who knows? Um, pump Up the Volume. Directed by Alan Moyle. That's right. Written and by, written by. Yeah. And written by Starring a... Christian Slater. Uh, he wrote all these words. A high school yeah. student uh, <laughs> Every runs a yeah. pirate radio station out of his basement and causes a stir in his Arizona town. I'm just, yeah. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. I'm not Ish. reading anything. I just... Uh, that's about the gibberish. gist of it. Yeah, so it whips like up the teens. It's, it's like podcasting is yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> totally. One of those Throwing movies there. that could never have happened mm-hmm. in the age of the internet. No. Yeah. The no. Breakfast Club is one. Mm-hmm. This is another one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are, you know, it's, oh, it's, a, it's a party game. Just oh, think yeah. of how many movies would have just been rendered devel- irrelevant totally. by the development yeah. of the internet. Yeah, the internet yeah. is a total killjoy. Yeah. <laughs> no more fun movies. And also, <laughs> even in this movie, like... There are things that you could nitpick. I actually don't. Well, no, no, but I mean, like, <laughs> no, like, I won't hear it. Just like air because he's plot on the radio and he's like got slightly uh, voice changer that only kind of kind slows of. his voice down. But yeah. his parents are like, I wonder who that radio guy yeah, is. Yeah, like, yeah. I wonder who that reflections <laughs> is. Our son and keeps on talking about moving here yeah. from back east. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, our son who has all that radio equipment in his fucking bedroom. Yeah, well, he hides it though. He's yeah, like he, piano. He, he, yeah. he does put his shirt over top of. <laughs> Right. So, of this state-of-the-art radio station. You Let's guys, not worry about that. You guys that. loved this, though, right? I feel like... This you, was a huge movie for Oh, me. I loved it when I was a kid, yeah. 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 Like, when I was 14 or whatever, this was a big... I actually had a wild, like, sort of emotional thing with watching this movie and picking this Sonic Youth album... Excuse me. So embarrassing. Answer that phone I, in front of the class, Casey. <laughs> I thought we thought these albums that the movie and album kind of went together as far as you know counterculture in yeah. the beginning of the nineties and stuff. But I didn't realize how much for me they really went together without really thinking about it. So it's kind of a cool yeah little thing I went through. <laughs> I, I think I'd seen this movie once before today. Right, and it was I saw a while it like back. a lot of fucking times in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had this one on VHS taped from something. Can't yeah. remember. But I wore it out. Yep. Because, like, yeah. this movie spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> had you seen it before? You know what? I saw it on the TV at Rancho yeah. once or twice. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And I took that very copy home to watch it for Oh, really? Episode. And yeah. I have to say, like, e- even watching it, I was sort of like, okay, this movie's a little too earnest to really. Like, a very, I think, I think you guys have it 
totally right on. I think if if you're young and watching this movie, yeah, it, you know it'll it'll really capture something inside you. And I could even yeah. watch that movie and be like, young Nat would have loved this. Yeah, so absolutely. Had the best time. Now as a grown, it's like the same thing with Empire Records, where I was like, me as a teenager fucking loved Empire Records, and yeah. now I'm just like, this is like one gaping Terrible. plot hole after well, another. Well, it's it's the like Pump of the Volume is is tailor made for like a, a 13 or 14 year old because it has very vague politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything's like man, the man. <laughs> Is man, the man, man. Yeah. man. I feel like the first half of the movie Here's is man, much man. better than the second half. Yeah. Once the the school turns evil. And just <laughs> oh my it god! Wants. It's like, oh come on, man. You kind of had yeah. something going on. Yeah. I feel like the first half I was watching, I'm like, you know what? This is better than I thought it was going to be. I agree. But then it then the story happens, and I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's a movie that has a good idea, and it you know builds up some good fair um like ideas with that like it like him being on the radio and like causing a stir and getting all these teenagers to like you know act out and 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 do something and get upset about things like that all those ideas are good and yeah, then and, and very true to the time exactly and then at one point it's just kind of like oh well now i guess it should be like they got to drive around in a truck and then yeah, like yeah it, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like sooner or later something's got to happen yeah it definitely starts to spin its wheels yeah. but, but i was we'll wa- get there but i was I, well they it. have to there, there has to be some point where they make what he's doing somewhat some, dangerous sure. which is like ultimately really not yeah so then the school just gets up in arms about the crazy things he's saying and and then all of a sudden everybody starts killing themselves yeah. <laughs> See, I, f- I feel like the microwave in yeah. their personal <laughs> yeah. See, even those two things i don't even mind that much it's just where no. they go after that yeah like you raise the stakes so high that like he doesn't say to somebody don't kill yourself mm-hmm. and kind of realizes like the power that he has and then, but then the movie from there just goes to like, and then the school are doing bad things. And, right, right. You Which know is what I mean? a total mistake. Like I feel they like, skip over what I feel with like the, the real state. The sentimentality of the movie, the the attitude of it is kind of bang on on the uh, at the beginning. You know, yeah. how, how teenagers felt in that time period and how they rallied together. And people did do shit like this. There wasn't really pirate radio that I no. can think of, but everybody was you know putting together a zine, and there was a mm-hmm. lot of. Like I went to marches and shit and didn't know what the fuck I was doing there when yeah. I was 15, you know? Because it was what people were doing. People were trying to be active and yeah. get involved in politics because this is the, right in the middle of Herbert Walker Bush, so... Yeah. And Tipper Gore is going on, so, like, all this idea of censorship and the music that they're using in the movie, which yeah. is fucking great. It's a killer mm. soundtrack. Oh, yeah. my God. It's right there. It's not as killer a soundtrack as I thought it was. There are... There, I don't know, man. There's a thing here or there. There's some Peter Murphy... I like Peter there's, Murphy. He's there's, got a miniature secret camera. He, he yeah. does have a miniature yeah, yeah. secret camera. I do like Peter Murphy, though. Um, yeah. No, I think that, like, the whole idea that, like, the, the teenagers are like, no, we're fucked up. We don't know how to relate to you. And we don't yeah. know, like, what to do about it. And so this, like, person is speaking to us is, like, great. And it does, like, you're right. It starts with, like, a real grounded sense of, like, these teenagers don't know, like, what it is that they want. No, and they can't relate to their parents, and they don't understand why people are telling them you're not allowed to listen to like bad music with words in it that we don't agree with. Mm-hmm. So there is like it really gets off on like an interesting note. It does. Yeah. It's dated as shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but well, because it's it's taking the the you know the uh, you know the, the air of uh, the climate of you know teenagers from yeah 25 years ago yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it did have that, but it just didn't know what to do with it. No. Mm-hmm. So the story of this movie is we've got Christian Slater talking, uh, pretending to masturbate. Well, and people love it. Yeah, if you if you look at this movie like that, it's just about a bunch of kids who gather in a field yeah. together to listen to someone pretend to jerk it. 
<laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, he's crazy. He's gross. Uh, yeah. 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 And that's why I got into podcasting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, pretty good, pretty good. Now you gotta, you gotta put both hands together. Well, yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he starts does. like that, but yeah. he's got different techniques. He does. He, he will change it up. <laughs> you can't nail him down. Oh, um, you don't uh, know which way he's gonna jerk it. So on the radio, when he's free to say whatever he wants to no one in particular, he can be open and speak his mind. But in yeah. his day to day life. He's just a nerdy guy, bit of a nerd, crazy anxious. Who can't talk to people. Yeah, yeah. And I, why is he wearing different clothes too? It's like it's a yeah. He dresses yeah. different. He dresses yeah. like he's from the '90s or like counterculture when he's at home. But then he goes to school and he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, only, he only wears the glasses at school. His hair is yeah. like sticking straight up, right? And yeah. his shirts all tucked in. And he stuff. looks like David Silver. <laughs> <laughs> he's in school. No sweet dance moves though. No, no what a unfortunately. Um, yeah. So Dan, was this your first? It was, I, well, I had seen it, like, once, I think, before. This right. was probably the first time I sat down and watched it all the way through. I've seen it, like, on ra- on TV at Rancho a couple times. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen it here and there. I think I've maybe seen it all the way through once a long time ago. But this was really, I sat down and was like, I'm going to pay attention and watch yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, yeah, I think, like, it's just a frustrating movie to watch because it, it was well-received for the most part of the time. Oh, yeah. And and I do think that, think that there's something there worthy of, like you know getting into and thinking about but i just think it's so disappointing it's just like they it just becomes so silly and 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 i mean it starts pretty silly like all the masturbation stuff just like this it just want it's like you just wanted an r rating like you just wanted to be like kids are crude yeah like yeah, i feel yeah. like that kids all, like there's no point for that stuff <laughs> kids like middle fingers and jerking it yeah and little like dick wind up toys yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, where did that come from the it store <laughs> that's crazy that's exactly what i thought when i saw that i was like someone's been shopping at the, the it, it store, store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get introduced to the people around the school, and there's, you know, uh, they don't really even have a lot of depth for that either. There's they a have punk rock fella. His, yeah. <laughs> I hate the punk rock fella. <laughs> because he's somewhere between the fucking punk rock guy and, like, the bad boy from Sean Anna. <laughs> I'm over here, now I'm a crazy guy who does things and listen to the radio. <laughs> All right, well, he's not Cosby, but you get what I'm... <laughs> You yeah. get where I'm going. I thought like, like Billy Joe Armstrong. Your frame of reference is totally better. <laughs> <laughs> totally better. Yeah, yeah. Like we it, can meet in the middle on. That aside one. from Christian Slater and the, his like love interest, yeah, everyone Samantha else is Mathis. peripheral. Samantha Mathis. Yeah, yeah there's no Respect other characters. Samantha Mathis. No, yeah. <laughs> I was in love with Samantha Mathis. Oh my goodness! For a long time. <laughs> Did you guys think like when you watched it when you were kids, like the or when you were younger, that like the sex scene was like oh man here we go like steamy sex scene because i was like this just sticks out like so it does not fit in this movie I yeah feel like. i i just remember um being like thank you well i i, I my mind in my mind i remember when she takes off her sweater i remember it being about 25 minutes of the movie of just her boobs <laughs> and and when it happened i was like oh there's like there's a boob here or there kind of thing but in my mind in my memory it went on forever Ever. it kind of did go on forever it's like first we're gonna take off our shirts yeah, yeah. then we're gonna stare into each other's eyes and rotate they yeah real they almost slowly dance too. they kind of do dance yeah. yeah it's like you know what i thought of is the uh you guys seen zach and mary make a porno yeah. you know that thing before they they film they shoot the sex scene 
and they're like doing that awkward sort of yeah. cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> totally. It's the same kind of thing. It's just yeah. like, what do we do with all this sexual yeah. tension? I don't know, dance? And then, they, <laughs> and then they like roll around and there's like, it's a lot of really like tight close shots and then they like pull back and you remember like, they're just in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. They're in the backyard. Well, he too. He's like, yo, I've got neighbors. And he's like, well, he didn't care when she was just like, here's my boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, just before this, his parents, like she's in the room and she's like, oh, sorry. And his parents are like, oh, then we'll leave you two alone and he's like no don't leave me alone with her and they're like go fuck that girl in the backyard the dad, yeah. yeah the dad's like oh that's what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. but even the mom is like oh well we'll leave you two alone and then they just go and fuck in the backyard <laughs> while their parents are like i bet they're fucking in the backyard yeah. i told them to knew that yeah, yeah that seems to be the parents primary interest is him getting laid though yeah they're like why, they're are, you like, why are you room? talking to girls yeah. Well, no, it's basically like, holy shit, like maybe he won't blow up his school if he gets laid. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> yeah, like what are you always in your room not talking to anyone? You should fuck someone. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> we used to think you were cool. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And this was a big like moment for Christian Slater too yeah. because he really was at this point was kind of uh, like a counterculture figure, to yeah, degree yeah, because of this and Heather's. Yeah, he was just about to break cuffs, hadn't come out yet. No, no, no. cuffs yet, but he did uh, uh, gleam some cubes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah those cubes have been gleamed. Um, <laughs> uh, in the Siskel, um, in Ebert review, there's like you can find it online. I posted it on the Time Bandits page, but they do the review and it's like. They're like, yeah, he was in Heather's and now this, and then I, I think this is someone to keep an eye on. And it's yeah, just funny oh, yeah. to see, like in in like retrospect, they're like, keep an eye on this uh, up up and coming guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because then yeah, like he had a interview with a vampire. I guess yeah. was a little bit after this, and uh, I always Chirurgia, forget he was in that. Yeah, yeah. I did not like that movie. Interview with a vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True Romance is a great. movie. That's a great movie, uh, and he's great in it. Yeah, yeah. But then that's kind of like it. For, totally for Mr. Slater. I feel yeah. like Broken Arrow. Things like that. Like, that's what we got afterwards. And a bunch of failed television shows. That's yeah. the thing now is like, I'm on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some CBC techno thriller. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, that one. Yeah. He had yeah. some other one where he was like two people or something. Wasn't he? Two people? Like I don't know. <laughs> He's don't barely know. one Listen, person. I'm not. <laughs> two Slaters. Christian I'm Slater not up to date two on. people. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what it's called. <laughs> double the Slater, double the action. <laughs> two people. <laughs> <laughs> Next on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the the first half of the movie is him doing his thing, and Samantha Math is trying to figure out who, who he is. Happy Harry Hardon is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the teacher is getting more and more flustered as these tapes pop up everywhere. <laughs> Except yeah. for Ellen Green, right. who's the writing teacher, right. who thinks that this masturbating teenager <laughs> is yeah. all right. Yeah, very yeah, charming. She's, she's right into it immediately. When, when they don't, they've never hilarious. heard it. And the one teacher's like, everybody listen to this. And he hits play, and it's just... Somebody going, somebody uh, jerking uh, off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna splooge all over Arizona, and she's like, ah, she's like, oh, this baby. is. Can I get a coffee? Or... Yeah. So there's gotta be one teacher. There's gotta be one teacher that's just like this, like miscontent, malcontent, miscreant knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like miscontent, malcreant. What was I, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she jumps right. She's like, Oh man, totally. <laughs> but she's board. right on board right. immediately. Yeah. She yeah, doesn't yeah. know anything about him or anything. No, no, she's it's like, like none of the commentary well, stuff. It's like, I like the way he masturbates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like he's very good at it. <laughs> um 
Yeah, and and so Samantha is trying to like figure out who he is, and she's like writing down notes and taking yeah. like when he says things. Oh yeah, this is this is a major plot point or like a major point of his uh, yeah. of his radio show where people write in letters. Yeah, which is very old fashioned. Yeah, uh, people write him letters and he reads them on the air and and then uh, gives them advice, I guess, or just like says something or th- <laughs> throws them a few bon mots. Your gifts of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> Same basic. It's like an ask me anything in, up in here. <laughs> yeah. And the people just like write in with like their very serious problems. Yeah. And yeah. you think, okay, this movie is going to like tackle this stuff. And it kind of like he has his responses. And like I said, like somebody ends up killing themselves and he's like, I didn't tell him not to. Yeah. And you think like, oh man, it's going to go into this really interesting place where it's kind of like about teenagers who are fucked up and not knowing what to do. And yeah. like, they only can talk to each other because they can't talk to their parents in this like generation gap. And it sidles that stuff a little. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. but not enough. They, they just decide to go with evil school. Yeah. yeah. Instead. And it's a bummer because it gets out of control. It's like, well, I can't, I don't believe any of this where yeah. they're like punching students. Well, that's like, where, oh man. They're just going to expel everyone. It's like, you can't, there's a board of education. Like, you can't just do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just so silly. <laughs> but yeah. I, that's where I think that. But then it wouldn't be like illegal to like keep students on the roll and then like yeah. it just wouldn't be, you know. Yeah. It just it doesn't make I don't know. It's no, very it's very stretched movie logic. Yeah. That's I mean, where I mean, that's yeah. where I'm like yeah totally. I bet that's totally what high school is going to be. Like. <laughs> I'm probably going to get expelled for something like that one day. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get punched by a teacher. I'm going to get punched. I'm going to get punched by the man. history teacher for being too real. Yeah. Can I just interject? Um, I the version that I found on YouTube of this movie was in Spanish with or no, it was English with Spanish subtitles. Oh yeah. Oh. So talk hard is now habla duro. <laughs> Yeah. Why didn't I have that written on my backpack? Habladuro. <laughs> I did have That's talk hard. That's the score, babe. Habladuro. Did you really? Yep. yep, 1990, written on the back of my fucking backpack. Uh, yeah. 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 The sad thing is that made you cool. It did. <laughs> That's upsetting. Did anyone ever come up like... Pump up the volume. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. It was like a big thing, man. It was like, yeah, this fucking that soundtrack so good. And the soundtrack was good. It introduced, it was a lot, the first time I heard a lot of people. Yeah. Because at mm-hmm. this point, I had not really experienced a lot of, you know, current music or yeah. underground music because I went to a school that no one was into that. And all I knew was from my parents, really, or like the random shit I would get off of the radio. So it was yeah. a lot of pop crap, a lot of classic rock and like, you know Peter Gabriel and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Um, so the, getting the soundtrack, which I got from Columbia House, was like I'd never heard Leonard Cohen before. Yeah, I'd never heard uh, Sonic Youth or the Pixies before, and it was a really it was an eye opener. It was crazy. You know, there yeah. was a really overwhelming thing. I'll talk more about that, I guess, with Goo because Goo, you know, uh, it's it, it kind of hit me in the same way. But this was a good, total gateway to a, a lot yeah. of what was going to be the next five years and an interesting intersection with like the Leonard Cohen and stuff yeah like well actually on the soundtrack you get the uh, the concrete blonde version oh, okay. yeah. which is not good not okay. good at all no. well anyway in the movie that the fact that it's there it's interesting over and over yeah, yeah. yeah. I was and I was blown away by what is that song yeah why does it sound like that you don't always you wouldn't always like wrap that up with like teenagers listening to Sonic Youth or whatever you would think yeah. like that's something that's from a whole other generation well yeah it, there was, it was an educated yeah. bit of you know uh, music of that time yeah. period and cool there was a lot of cool shit. When, a very scan, when it scans track. over his collection, yeah, that, that really uh, rare Beasties yeah. track, you know, that's really that's cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was the first This was the first instance of my hearing um, this, uh, Descendants, I think. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Me too. And it's such a, what a great, 
<laughs> Pick. Yeah. Great little set piece with that Descendants song. Except yeah. I wish, for some reason, I wish it bothers me every time that he doesn't know the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. It's yeah. not that hard to He learn. makes no. up his own, and they probably have more dicks yeah, in them. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. You know, well, it's on brand, right? Yeah. His yeah. Beastie is, is a little better, so he gets some credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like yeah. how the soundtrack just had every, like, dirty rap song they could find. Like, yeah. Every rap oh, song. Man. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that rap song that the kids are playing at the school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's get buck naked and fuck. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Girls uh, get put naked and yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was a pretty yeah. It was a the movie was big because if you know it was a lot of people's you know introduction to what was going on a little bit or about to become the mainstream really. Yeah. But this is you know the, uh, this is the next five years really the, the 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 climate of it the mentality of it doing your own thing and making shit get your voice out there question yeah. authority man and fucking what would become rock the vote like it really does stem out of this kind of this is this is the first public unveiling of this sort of ideas going on with the youth of North America. Yeah. Totally. Or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to think of something that was bigger that sort of ushered in the whole, I don't want to say the grunge era, but that sort of mentality of, Mm. like, uh, of cool malaise that yeah. everybody fucking espoused <laughs> and didn't understand I'm in not my saying school. This is the anyway. best example. No, but it's one of the. But like, it's one of the first that yeah. that I think really struck our generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if I had talk hard written in my bag, it was a well, conversation starter with that, someone else who like read books and things, man. That's a lot cooler than like that <laughs> one the, time I saw hackers and then wrote hack the planet on my book. So <laughs> you didn't, you didn't Dan Gorman. Yeah, right on, man. Oh, Dan, get out. <laughs> I had I had an elaborate mural or not a mural because it was on a binder, but an elaborate like sort of big drawing on one of my binders in high school that included the Thursday logo, awesome, the, the Coheed yeah. and Cambria mm. logo, no. and straw. Wrong, sad from Homestar Runner. So oh, cool. you said that's several words I don't know. <laughs> I know, There's I know what you're talking about. Dan Gorman fucking knows what I'm talking about. Dan Gorman's wearing glasses with plastic rims and a black hoodie. He understands me. Yeah, yeah. go heat in Cambria. No, <laughs> go no, in Cambria. no. You know, I do remember spacefaring emo. Anyway. When Hackers came out, the soundtrack was a big deal. It was really big, and it, like was, it was compared. Wasn't it like techno? Chip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of compared to uh, the Pump of the Volume soundtrack. Yeah, one of those sort of. It was like, one of those, yeah, like seminal touchstones of like that type of music going mainstream. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, did do you, you guys have the soundtrack? Was that a th- no? Yeah. Oh Lord, yes. Well, I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved everything on it. Yeah, uh, even Liquid Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Fucking shitty, shitty version of Stand. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a good cover on there. Uh, Henry Rollins with Bad Brains. Doing, doing Kick, kick out, out the Jams. jams. Yeah. That yeah. yeah, yeah, is yeah. pretty good. That's that's a very good cover. Yeah. yeah. Was it that cut version in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's that really uh, uh, kind of screechy Soundgarden song, Heretic. Which yeah. Was, that was my first time hearing them, too. And I'm like, this band's crazy. I don't know what's happening here. Weirdly, I don't remember that song from uh, from the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember it in context of the movie until I, I saw it again here. Yeah, yeah. But that was definitely one of the alarming ones when I was kind of just trying to figure out what this was. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, again, this wasn't my... This was a, a bit of an eye-opener for me. Yeah. This whole experience. So... And rewatching it up to this point where, you know, he's talking to people and he's, uh, you know, it's getting kind of like a freedom of speech thing yeah. or whatever, like a Tipper Gore area, I feel like, just trying to censor what somebody's yeah. saying. You know, they're not really getting, they're not doing anything necessarily wrong. But then it just spins out of control with yeah. the school's going to go bonkers. 
Yeah, she finds out who he is, and then they have like a little bit of a thing, kind yeah. of become a pair, and then the schools and the perfect rich girl people. blows up her microwave and breaks yeah. her nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> turns <laughs> has a complete personality <laughs> transplant. That apparently, is, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so funny because she clearly is not good at fighting the man. <laughs> no, because she no. shows up and she's like, "You gotta think different. You gotta not." System. I'm a scary monster. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> and I like that blowing up her her microwave just puts like a like a blackhead strip on her nose. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> yeah. she shows up the next this... day with like a blackhead strip. Yeah, it's like yeah. just a little bandage on her nose. I like, got all gunk in my pores. You guys. <laughs> yeah, like my a thing blew up in my face, but like I scratched my nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and there's a there's you know the the local press comes in there. Yeah, oh my with god. Shep Shepard. Oh my god, that Whoa, guy was Jesus. the worst. I've seen a lot of people be really bad at playing TV anchors, but that <laughs> yeah. guy is the worst at playing yeah. TV terrible. anchors I've ever seen. Why is his name Shep Shepard? <laughs> <laughs> like, what movie is this? It felt so out of place, like so <laughs> it's wacky. Like, yeah, it's like a private dick name. Like she walked into my office, like yeah. a cool summer breeze. Huh? <laughs> 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 That's Shep Shepard, not this fucking guy. Oh, yeah, man. And and that kind of thing is another angle. You're like, okay, well, it's gonna get into like, how are they, how are they like manipulating like this youth, you know, news article to like misrepresent what's going on here, and they're gonna do some kind of like interesting take on it. But I don't even remember how that plot with that guy ends. No, no. He shows up at the end. They're like, get out of here. I don't remember. <laughs> like, something like that. Because yeah. <laughs> he's chasing around the story the whole time. And then the, yeah. the FBI or whatever, the FCC come in. And then yeah. he's kind of like not really. A, he's a plot and device. Teen Wolf's he's dad just... rolls in with the FCC. Yeah, yeah well, Teen, teen Wolf's dad represents the FCC. And I, and, and I was like, holy shit, they sent a werewolf. <laughs> I was like, just wolf out. <laughs> yeah. If you want to control the situation, just wolf out. <laughs> Get up! Get up on the van <laughs> and wolf out! Wolf out, you idiot! Blue shit! Aren't one of these a wolf mobile? <laughs> yeah. Come on! Come on! Oh, good golly! Yeah, yeah, and that's like the whole end is so fucking silly. I don't know. Oh, it I just hate, ends I, with I, him I getting taken him. away. Huh? It just ends with him getting taken away. Yeah, I know. Away, but right? the driving around and the FCC is chasing him with their vans. Yeah. They're trying to pony and because he's he turned his jeep yeah. into a radio station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's driving around telling his story, but then like he drives right down to the football field where everybody's and they see him for the first time, and he tells everyone to talk hard. Yeah. And they take him away. And I was kind of like, I always felt when I was even when I loved this movie when I was fourteen. Yeah. I was kind of like. What's what's happening exactly? They're arresting they're arresting a teenager. Yeah, for pretending to jerk off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not really sure what crimes have me been either. committed. That here. terrified me uh, oh, when yeah. I was a kid because if you can get arrested for pretending to jerk off. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, didn't, God. You didn't do it on the radio, as far as we know. Uh, don't they, tell me what I didn't, didn't do. <laughs> can't triangulate this. Yes, I like... built a studio in my basement. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I would just call in. Is this Shep Shepard? <laughs> <laughs> was like that. I didn't do it very well. <laughs> no. Yeah. <I> really... <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know. That, and it did scare me too. I'm like, oh my god, he's being going to jail. What a terrifying. Yeah. Then later, when I I watched this movie in my like late twenties, and I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> I felt so bad. Part of it was because uh, I wasn't really willing to remember how awkward I was in this time period mm-hmm. and how into this I was. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of a weird watch. In the end, I'm like, what in the fuck, man? Like, yeah. why are they? 
what are they arresting him for? And also, he's a minor. Yeah. Like, under their flimsy, like, understanding of the American legal system. Yeah. Like, this movie just exists in, like, a weird parallel America where, like, everything is a criminal offense. Right. Yeah. And also, teachers are evil for some reason. Yeah, totally. Evil. Well, uh, like, again, this movie exists entirely to placate a group of people. Yeah, and it's yeah. and you can do that when you just bend yeah. the rules of society. It just Yeah, yeah. man, you can be a, a dangerous high school student. <laughs> it was, yeah. No. Yeah. Created to sell Sharpie markers and plaid shirts to tweens. Yeah. And that's how it is. And I bought the tits off both of those things. (laughs) It's like the the movie should have just been, you know, like it didn't need it it to be about where is the signal coming from. It could have just been focused upon who is this. And more people are listening to it. And now there's more of an exposure of like the kind of things he's talking about. So more and more people might be like catching on to like it's like, you know, we know it's someone in the school and then she yeah. figures it out. And then it's just about it should have just been about he had he wants he doesn't know if he's going to keep going or not. And she wants him to keep going further and further. And he doesn't know if he can do it because of like the things that are happening and people might find out who he is. It didn't need to be like, where's the signal coming from? We had to triangulate it and then chase him down. But yeah. what, you're, like, what you're su- what you're suggesting is a, a like a thoughtful, measured. Yeah, yeah. Like a thoughtful, measured uh, movie like w- where just, they needed again. They just needed to cloud but teenagers I, minds with a bunch of. But like, I think the movie starts with the thought. I think the movie starts with the idea. Idea of this it is going to be I don't about. Know. It all feels kind of contrived. Yeah, well, I don't know. I yeah, think it's like there. It starts with this idea of to be a movie about like teenagers, for teenagers, and you can tell that down deep in the movie there's something there. And obviously that was there when he thought of the idea for this movie to write yeah. it. Right. But then he just took it too far. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then you take it into like oh chases and shit. Do you, just, you don't you don't feel like that's that's uh, studio interference or I don't know. Because um, I mean, well, it, it no, could well be. I mean, taking a movie about a, a kid on a ra- on the radio and putting him in a tacked-on weird car chase at the end. I mean, mm. it, it could be. Maybe you know, let's fucking exciting this up a little bit. But towards it's New the Line end. Cinema and That's and true. early-ish, like you know, they they were huge in the late '80s, and then now they're moving in the '90s. I don't know. I could maybe. I mean, all those Nightmare on Elm Street movies were all kind of like you know studio-led shit. Yeah. yeah. What else has Alan Moyle done? Oh, some like uh, pretty here. more serious stuff. I feel yeah, like. yeah. I feel like he did some sort legitimate of curious things. What his whole thing is as a storyteller? Because maybe he's just not good at it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's got like a sweet record collection and nothing to say. Who knows? Uh, um, <laughs> he's just a guy with a really good record. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie, while you guys were looking them up, uh, was when he's talking about cock rings, which he talks yeah. about oh, yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're gonna say. Uh, wonderful. There's there's a great eighty heart line where. Uh, they're like he's like talking about cock rings, and then they flash over to the to the football field where everybody listens. Yeah, and you hear somebody go, "What's a cock ring? It sounds cool." (laughs) (laughs) And then they're talking about like, "Well, he said you're wearing it, so maybe it's a ring with a cock on it." (laughs) He said he was wearing it. You so, didn't wear that. Yeah. He did oh, make. Did, uh, did you know when you said Empire Records that it was also in uh, by the same director? No yep, way. Yeah. That must be why they're both such yep, Alan obvious Moyle. '90s teen bait yeah, with such terrible yeah. bloody dialogue. But he also lines. did New Waterford Girl, which is a great Canadian film. Mm. Oh, with yeah. uh, Leanne Balaban. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's crazy. And then a lot of other of other stuff that doesn't look. Yeah, I think yeah, Times no. Square was a notable '80s film the about gun like and punk Betty rockers. Lou's handbag. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, Alan Moore. Okay, understandable that he did uh, Empire Records. Yeah. That's just like a new version of this with less, even less to say and more yeah. <laughs> music to, to play. When, did he write that one as well? It looks like he's done a lot of writing. Yeah. Uh, I will say Empire no. Records no, he didn't. did at least tip me off to the band Quicksilver. Uh, sorry, uh, Quick, uh, Quicksand. No, why am I sure? I don't know. <laughs> oh, buddy. What's the fucking band I'm thinking Silver of? Silverchair. <laughs> with the guy from uh, Gorilla Biscuits, uh, Quicksand. Yeah. 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 That's the band. Yeah. Yeah. See, great I, great I was, band. I was beyond my teen years when I saw Empire Records. I'm like, well, this is terrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> really bad. I think the only time I've ever seen it was at the was at the bar yeah. at, at Rancho. So I haven't seen it with sound, but right. I, I would wager it's as yeah, bad yeah, as yeah. it is but without. People go nuts for it. When I put it on, if somebody's, you know, well, in your guys' age group, a little bit yeah. behind, you know, behind us, it's just like, oh, Empire Records. Awesome, you know, yeah. like our, it's one of those movies that people get mad at me for not giving a fuck about it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's totally. Okay. People are it, passionate about it. It, it was a moment in time. Yeah, it's 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 sentimental in in value to people. Like mm-hmm. people at the time loved it, and I'm one of those yeah. people. But I can freely admit it does not hold up. Yeah, it it's really not doesn't. it's not your generation's Breakfast Club, yeah. <laughs> which is what I've heard it uh, referred to no. on several God. times. I don't even no. know what my generation's Breakfast Club would be. But I'm gonna have to think about it and get back to you on that. Uh, no, probably one of the earnest movies. Donnie Darko. <laughs> Man, <laughs> our our Breakfast Club has some kid that <laughs> cheats time and has yeah. a giant bunny rabbit falling around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I was gonna say uh, your back Breakfast Club is it's the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's everybody's Breakfast, breakfast Club. Yeah. It, just, breakfast it, that, club. it will always stay for every every yeah. generation. Yeah. It's fine. But I, I feel I, like I feel, speaking of the Breakfast Club, I feel like the Breakfast Club did movies like Pump Up the Volume a huge disservice because I think it gave lesser writers the the school as a scapegoat thing yeah, yeah. like oh yeah the school because in breakfast club the school is seemingly evil because there's only one representative of it yeah uh so it's like oh, okay well it's students against teachers that's that that's what you do in a movie kind of thing so it seems like in pop of the volume they're like oh yeah we'll just do yeah. that but with the whole school yeah, yeah it's just mm-hmm. so stuck man. yeah but yeah like but i can't help it when i'm so re-watching this movie now i loved it this, you you loved it this this, this time around. This afternoon, I, I gotta like, say, I, I I really enjoyed my time watching it. I I knew how dumb yeah w- what I was watching was, but I, but didn't, I didn't care. care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, right on, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like what? Like all of the dumb little fucking like she figures out that it's him because he chews blackjack gum. Yeah. He mentioned a brand of gum once on the radio, and she's yeah. like, blackjack gum, it's you. Yeah, I'm a great <laughs> well, detective. She's, gotcha. she's obsessive though. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Is like she's like sending him yeah. sexy letters. She's got and a dry erase board. She's got a dry erase yeah. board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's. She's into, She's into what's it. going on. She also on. just goes and sees if he shows up at the P.O. box. Which is, a, I was like, that's what you should do. If you're sending him letters, you yeah. know what Go you're to going the to. Box. Yeah, yeah she sends him letters throughout it with the red paper. She's the eat me, beat me lady. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I would have been terrified of her in high school. Oh, sure. <laughs> Obsessed Good with her terrified? and terrified. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh-uh. Uh, I don't know, man. This was uh, quite an experience. The ending is just such a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> so dumb. But even so, I'm like, yeah, I know it's going to happen, so whatever. It's an easy yeah. watch. It's fine. Yeah. It is a very easy watch. So uh, yeah, I'm curious. Um, uh, my wife had not seen it all the way through ever in her life, but she's our, you know, my age. Yeah. So she's at home watching it right now. Oh, really? Oh, wow. so after we finish this, I'm going to go, go home, home and see what that experience was like for her <laughs> yeah. from that generation. Yeah, but having not uh, having yeah, not yeah, you know yeah. been through the whole thing. Yeah, because maybe you you could 
like watch that movie having gone through the generation and and experienced all that outside of the movie and look at it now and be like well this is just fucking like using all the stuff that I grew up with to yeah, like yeah. appeal to me I don't need this yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe she's gonna like write talk hard on her yeah. work folders and stuff yeah. <laughs> she's going back to high school <laughs> that would be amazing she's a stand up to the man show her job. hackers next see yeah. if she writes <laughs> hack the planet on anything <laughs> oh that'd be a fucking treat <clears throat> so yeah what did we learn Watching pump up the volume. I learned what was and is not a cock ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a ring or a cock on it. <laughs> but it's something you wear. It's true. I uh, feel free to tell me the rest. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe that should be a mystery. Yeah. I learned this. <laughs> no. That that's what masturbation sounds like. Which made me feel like when I was a kid I was doing You're it wrong because it never should sounded I be like that. It? <laughs> <laughs> Am I should I be involving my neck? How do I <laughs> I don't understand the correlation. Oh, good golly. Yeah. Uh, what did I learn? I think I learned not to uh, put my jewelry in the microwave. Yeah. Yeah. Never do that. You didn't know that not before? My, I don't want to put my pearls in there. My no, you, have, you do have so I many shouldn't. pearls. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, Nat, what did you learn? Um, I guess I learned there was a time when teenagers gathered in fields to yeah. listen to music out of their cars and you know cause mild uh delightful uh whimsical mayhem yeah like yeah that, that was a thing that, that actually yeah, that yeah, actually that was, was a thing that we did <laughs> oh my god your teen years are so much cooler than mine see they I, really were all the cool also acid we all a lot of people at my high school did that but it was like i was too afraid to go to that kind of thing yeah. <laughs> way too like it was like party in like the one spot of the woods that opens up and everyone's gonna pull their cars up and drink beers and i was like that is so not the kind of thing i can do you were like but kevin there's older boys yeah. oh, that was the worst when the older boys were there <laughs> like that involves me not watching a stupid movie and eating candy in my basement and, and interacting with like popular people i can't do it <laughs> gorman 17 year old me is like like reaching out to 17 year old <laughs> right now yeah, each from your own moment. respective basement <laughs> yeah <laughs> a basement across time <laughs> okay all right well let's shift gears and throw a tape on and yeah sony walkmans yeah <clears throat> we listened to sonic Walksman. youth goo yeah uh which is their major label debut dgc 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 uh, they were not too pleased DGC. about at first apparently. no because they they had a big uh, well, let's get a little background on Sonic yeah. Youth. If you don't know who Sonic Youth is, they'll get to where we are. Um, formed in 1981, I believe. I'm not going to read anything because you can look it up yourself if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure formed in 1981 in New York. They were part of the sort of uh, post-punk art rock noise that was going on in that city. Um, they kind of kept the punk ethics, but into uh, more of a sound expanding. Idea. Yeah, a uh, bunch of uh, some bunch of seminal work uh, working their way up. Then they had Sister, which caught a lot of attention, and then Daydream Nation, which caught even more attention. Yeah. the attention of the major labels. There was a bit of a bidding war. A lot of the big labels wanted them. They wound up on Geffen, but then were disappointed to find out that their album was going to be coming out on the uh, subsidiary DGC, yeah, not on Main Geffen. Um, and a lot of people were like pissed. This was one of the first bands I can remember a lot of people being like they sold out because this yeah, was, I was one of the first big underground bands to go major label. Yeah, James Addiction did right around the same time. They went to Warner, mm-hmm. you know, and eventually Mud Honeywood. Two years later, where, where'd they go? Reprise or something? Or, yeah, yeah. 
And everyone was like, yeah, about it. I mean, I, I guess I did too, but I guess I didn't. I, I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, you just go, oh, yeah, I guess this totally. is what we're mad about now. Without <laughs> actually stopping to think that, well, maybe even if selling out is an actual thing, it involves going to a major label and changing what your sound is. Yeah. This album is not Sonic Youth changing their sound. No, or not at all. And I've also Neither heard was that this Piece is, of Cake. This Neither is the, uh, yeah, yeah, but, which is a dirty sounding record. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not a big change. Although it's it was coined for a long time as like their uh, most accessible album, yeah. And I'm like, I don't really understand how this is different from you yeah. know, Catholic Block or uh, you know Silver Rocket or. Do something. you mean like up to the point of Dirty? Because ultimately, I think Dirty is their most accessible. For album. sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the album was met with critical acclaim at its time. It had a couple of singles that did okay, and one that did pretty good. Cool thing was uh, a pretty big hit. On yeah. college radio, um, and that's a Kim Gordon song that she wrote after she interviewed LL Cool J for Spin Magazine and was spiraled into disillusionment by the experience <laughs> and wrote Cool Thing. It's a great song. Uh, and Dirty Boots was a single. Uh, Disappearer was a single, although they made vid- weird videos for almost every song on this album. They made yeah. kind of awesome videos. Yeah, yeah. A I couple of them are pretty fucking good. The one DVD video, videos. they just used the audio of them playing it the song on like a turntable I saw on yeah the, for yeah. the uh, my friend Goo yeah and then the, that guy who's dancing in the video with uh, Kim Gordon is Joe Cole uh, Joe Cole uh, well known as uh, Henry Rollins uh, best friend who was uh, murdered yeah. in front of him but uh, just a short time after that video was made yeah Jeez. Yeah, so that's so. why Henry Rollins is so intense <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Uh, I I've obviously played my hand. I'm a huge Sonic Youth fan. Uh, this was, I although I circled this band for a long time, I didn't quite dive into them right away. I didn't get. I wasn't. I didn't have it for me in 1990. No, like, no, no. Me either. It was Dirty. It was when Dirty came out that mm. that album was the one that just fucking blew my mind. And I was like, Oh, Sonic Youth. Yeah. And then I went back because I'd, I'd seen the the shirt. Uh, the washing machine? Or no, the uh, the, the dirty animal? shirt. Yeah, the stuffed animal. Yeah. No, no, no. The shir- the uh, the the cover of Goo. Oh, okay. Which which is arguably one of my favorite uh, album covers of all time. It's great. Um, and, and I'd seen that around and thought it was like super cool, and I didn't really understand because it was all like weirdly hand drawn and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then Dirty came out, and then I went back to 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 this. It was so peripheral for me, and I went back to this, and I think I think this is my favorite album. Oh theirs. really? Okay. It's not my favorite. Your but favorite of theirs or ever? Of theirs. Okay. Yeah. Of Sonic Youth. This was the first one I went into deep. I and for me it wasn't until uh, 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 Experimental Jet Set Trash and No Star came out. Really? I didn't get that album, but I saw them on that tour at Lollapalooza and had my fucking mind blown. Oh, I, lo- I, like, I love I love that Sonic album. Youth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sonic. Yeah, yeah I went to D- Goo was always the cheapest one in the record stores back when everyone paid for music. Yeah. It was always very inexpensive, so that's where I started. Is there a I'm reason like, or I don't know. I've always been confused because it was like that's kind of it's a I mean, big one. That's what people yeah. want that one. So why? But it was Maybe great. It was it so with, cheap. So I don't know. I remember seeing that with like uh, like Sloan was a band mm-hmm. that I had the same sort of deal with, and um, I think I started with Smeared, yeah, which is the first record that came out just because it was the cheapest. Like they yeah. would sell yeah. it for yeah. like eight ninety nine or whatever. For sure. You know, I think because. They sort of labored under the assumption that maybe everyone had already bought it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, or that, not like selling albums. Is, yeah. They sell them for real cheap because, yeah. you know, I think the thing, the thought is like, 
oh, I've heard about this record and I haven't bought it yet, yeah. so I may as well give it a shot. You know, Or they may even be, th- be thinking even deeper and saying, like, they're going to buy this album first because it's the one everyone's talking about, so we'll make it cheap. So then even if someone that's on the fence will buy it, and then maybe they'll like it and buy the others. Yeah, yeah. First which worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't um, buy all the others. This I feel like, uh, for my experience with Sonic Youth, I feel like I'm still circling. Sure. Yeah. I feel like I've been circling this band for my entire like music listening career. Yeah. And I feel like I got really close with experimental jet set no star. Is that yeah, what's it trash called? And yeah. No star, yeah. Yeah. I got I, I I listened to that for the first time like a year ago and really liked it, but a couple years before that I got into Murray Street. Oh man, That's I, and a I great really album. like Murray Street and mm-hmm. I just think maybe it's because it's more like my like time and and sure. aesthetic. Yeah. And listening to the goo. I like goo. I just don't go nuts for it. And I feel like when I don't go nuts for it, I'm like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> yeah. I feel that too. I like, all right. Sonic Youth is a band that I have never truly, you know, people who love Sonic Youth, and there's so many people who love, love, love yeah, Sonic yeah. Youth. And I'm looking at a bunch of them right now. That's right. And, uh, and I, I see why I get the appeal. Um, I sort of tried listening to them like when I was a lot younger and I was sort of like, you know, looking for new bands to listen yeah. to. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Sonic Youth is a band I hear coming up a lot. I guess I should listen to them. And then I just couldn't do it. I feel yeah. like I prefer my my sludgy 90s pop music to have way more hooks to them or way yeah. more like of a melodic structure. And that's the thing that still gets me with them and got me about this album. Yeah. Um, they have that. They do. They're, they're great. You know, it was sort of. It would be like something would catch my ear and be like, wow, that's a beautiful guitar tone or like that vocal line is really nice or like that chorus is really catchy. Yeah. And then it would just sort of slide back into just like fuzz, 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 fuzz. And then I'd be like, the song is still going. It's like six minutes and 30 seconds. What the fuck? And then it would end with a minute and a half of feedback and yeah. and it would just lose me. See, That's- that for me was was what, what I found boundlessly interesting about this band was that like I, I, I like because I've always been and still am like like as a songwriter, like very like I like condensed sweetness, condensed yeah. pop just right in here. Me too. But um, oh. I guess Frank's just leaving. Yeah, just open the door. He's out of here. <laughs> yeah. I hate this conversation. <laughs> I fucking hate Jesus Sonic Youth. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, this was one of the first instances where I was like, oh, you can just spread cool ideas out over and across this weird landscape of like crazy fucking guitar noise and stuff like that. And it frustrated me because I was starting to play guitar at the time and I was like, well, I don't know how to make a guitar sound like that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to have to fucking tune my guitar. Like, I, I don't want to have to carry eight <laughs> guitars with me with fucking 16 different tunings. Because you had eight guitars when you were a teenager. Oh, I had at least eight <laughs> guitars when I was a teenager, and I carried them everywhere. <laughs> I just didn't know how to tune any of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's that like that kind of landscape of crazy shit with some really pretty stuff stuck in there every once in a while yeah. that you have to kind of go hunting for. And that's, for sure. that's what I kind of like about this band. I do know what you're saying, Nat, though, because that was one of the things, like my, I, when I say I circled this band for a while, like I just couldn't find my entry point, like, where I wanted to roll in with them because mm-hmm. I did find that nature it was really foreign to me because I, I I was really accustomed to songs being very songy I needed it you know just to go with what I understood because I grew up on pop music and that was my thing so this was very it was just so alien Frank's gonna open Frank's that door again that door yeah. again uh, <laughs> does he do this so smart. often but seeing yeah, it live it was what that. changed it for me yeah uh, it was really really overwhelming kind of like like a uh, religious experience or something like that. It was really bananas. Yeah. And then going into the albums with that sort of um, 
wild abandon or something. Yeah. Like really, it opened them all up for me. And, uh, and yeah, I just I, I can't get over the progression of the band because yeah. because this was their major label debut and it was successful, but didn't have like a big breakthrough hit. I feel like they weren't Frank. interfered <laughs> with. I got him. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, totally. Like and they they just evolved naturally as a yeah. band, as and that doesn't to happen a lot. Chasing a previous hit or something. Yeah, yeah. And I there's some I I don't know. Like I like Goo quite a bit, and I find when I'm listening to it, I am enjoying it a lot. Yeah. But it is another one of those albums where like I I can't do it all at one go. Sure. I I take it in small doses. But there's I don't know why it is that Murray Street's the only one that's really caught my ear. I think just because like the jamminess. Well, it's a brilliant album. And the, yeah, <laughs> but like the it's like jammy in a way that I can get behind more yeah. than like something like this. And I don't know what it is. It's well, just it's like that, I d- that period. They they put out a bunch of good records around then. Uh, yeah. Sonic Nurse is really good, but. Uh, Right after that, then was uh, rather, rather ripped. ripped. I love rather ripped. That's a good record. Should Do you be, believe in Rapture? Is a oh, fucking fuck amazing yeah. song. And that one, there's no like they don't go bonk. There's no they're all tight, short. Yeah, you know, three to four minute songs or less sometimes, and it's uh it weird for them. But at the same time, they're like, yeah, we can do this too. Check yeah. it out. We'll just make a a rock and roll record, and they're all fifty and they're yeah. rocking way better than twenty year olds. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I if you don't if you're a Sonic Youth fan or I don't know if you're just curious, check out Rather Ripped. That's a mean record. Boy, is it good. That's yeah, a they, super great record. Yeah, because they just, yeah, I don't know. They decided, well, I don't know, we've done the feedback thing yeah. a thousand times. So let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is because it's it's just one of those things that, like, I, I like a lot of the stuff that I've heard, it and and so I hope people listening aren't like, why don't they like Sonic Youth? Or is it like for me? But, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's something that I've been circling a lot, and they have so much of an output. It's it a is huge really, so much material. Yeah. So many albums. Yeah, and, and it most is, of them are good. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I get down with a lot of noise music, so I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like experimental, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about the noise on that album that grabbed me more than Goo. Sure. Which it is sort of eases you in with Winner's Blues, which is a yeah. fucking great oh, yeah, song. Yeah. yeah. But it's pretty simple and pretty accessible. Yeah. I, I feel like the balance... Usually I go for albums with a balance of, like, hooks and noise, which is yeah. what Goo is doing. Mm. But there's something about their noisier stuff that like i like more mm-hmm. straight up in a weird way yeah interesting yeah have you sure. spent a lot of time with their album dirty no actually not a lot i yeah. think it's pretty accessible okay i'd yeah. say i'd say give that one a shot yeah, yeah. there's some uh, killer tracks on there yeah because yeah, murray street is just like they just jam it's like a, yeah, it's yeah. just like it's, a yeah, jammy really jammy album yeah yeah i never really noticed that they really know how to start off an album yeah like fucking uh dirty boots mm-hmm. with this fucking 100 percent Dirty. Teenage uh, Riot. Teenage Riot. Yeah. Fucking, uh, again, Winner's Blues. Yep. Yeah, they're doing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, uh, really interesting band. Uh, I remember when the, the, there was a video for uh, Dirty Boots, and I didn't really know who Sonic Youth was, and I saw the video, and it's just like them playing live, and there's these two people in a mosh pit looking at each other, and they're like just like young people flirting or something like that, and, and everyone's wearing plaid and long hair and, and moshing and shit like that. And I, it was so I, it was a completely foreign world to me. You know, yeah. I was young and hadn't been out there and experienced this kind of thing. And again, there wasn't really anyone of that sort of influence in my grade school. Yeah. And I remember watching that video and just being like, fucking there's something going on out there and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know so bad. It just really romanced me and enticed me. I was yeah. really, again, that kind of the pump up the volume soundtrack doing the same thing. I'm just like, what the fuck is out there? Is this, yeah. Yeah. Is this what's going on? Cause I think I like this. Yeah. <laughs> But it was really, yeah, it was, it was very exciting. 
Um, Can we talk about my friend Goo for a second? Yes, yeah. please. Is there a story there? Is there like some sort of hilarious band in joke this is based on? Because <laughs> I'm just like, do you guys find a rhyming dictionary? And <laughs> but or, he says P U, <laughs> which is uh, and like, it, did you just accurately predict the the Portlandia uh, children's band? Yeah, <laughs> 25 years in advance yeah. with this song. I will tell you when I listen to this album, and particularly when I would walk around with it in my uh, disc man, I would <laughs> frequently skip my friend Goo. Yeah, you can you can probably you can pr- still skip. Yeah, I would just like, like let's just get the every, disappearer. That's a beautiful song. Every sonic, <laughs> every track on this record, I think, is about. I mean, for my personal uh, pacing and attention span preferences, every every song on this record, yeah, every track on this record is like a verse too long. And that one is only three minutes long, and it's still a verse. Too long. I'm like, all right, the joke's worn off, guys. I, yeah, <laughs> and I have to ship say, it out. Having watched uh, the documentary with you guys recently-ish, like a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, the year Punk broke. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, like it doesn't do any favors to their like no. artiness, no. you know, and no. that where they're just no, like floating just... around and oh, we're arty, <laughs> and then you I didn't realize how <laughs> insufferable that yeah. fucking thing was. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> Ooh, we're just oh stream of conscious man yeah. you're like Girl. fucking shut up Please well don't. that's uh, so much of creativity in the early 90s yeah. was just about crawling up your own ass and just <laughs> loving it in yeah <laughs> part, uh, part in uh, uh, some of that's in pump of the volume mm. yeah. yeah yeah I uh, was just I was, I was also just shocked to remember a time when uh, uh, every teenager smoked in movies. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That did not happen. That was anymore. another thing in that movie. I was like, he's smoking in his basement and his parents don't know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. one. That's something that that they like one of those weird things that happens in movies all the time like people are either smoking or smoking weed mm-hmm. like Lower just the right there in the house and then mm-hmm. the parents come home and they don't know and I'm like your house is fucking full of weed smoke yeah, I mean, you take a uh, a toilet yeah. paper roll <laughs> oh yeah and you put a dryer sheet on the end does that work yeah it does oh. I can neither confirm nor deny whether that works <laughs> <laughs> but it does it totally yeah. no, no, it, it, you gotta hold the smoke in there too yeah. like you can't take it out it's gotta well, stay you'd fill it with more you'd you'd put bounce on the end and then stuff more inside so it's like going through a lot of it 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 definitely helped (laughs) I went to college once apparently this basement was like 4,000 leagues under his house yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) with a golf club and screaming that he's coming on everything and (laughs) parents don't hear shit Frank's having a lot of fun with these bottle caps any second now any second now any second now Frank's gonna knock it no, uh, no, he likes it where it is. Oh, thank, you. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. We're so close. Uh, my cat likes to do that sometimes. Or like, I'll have like some earrings on sort of the the bathroom sink, and he'll just sort of stare at it and like poke at it with his paw. Yeah. yeah. Poke, poke, and then he'll just knock it off, and then just peer over. <laughs> yeah. Where did it bathroom go? sink over it. Like, oh, that's the thing that I made happen. And I'm like, that's a lot, fucker. And I have to buy another one of those earrings. I'm never gonna get that one back. <laughs> yeah. Frank circling back around. Yeah. Oh, like coming back. He, he got it like right on the edge. He's got yeah. some bottle caps but then he's just on the like, table. He was doing a thing where he like put his like paw in the oh, oh, oh right in the water. I can drop it in the water. He puts now everything in his fucking water bowl. Water. He's such an idiot. And then he's like, now I'm not gonna drink this water. <laughs> I said I'll put a metro pass. This is your fault. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I just talk hard, get yeah, talk (laughs) hard. Yeah, Sonic Youth—it's a continuing thing for me, and I feel like it's going to be a continuing thing for a long time. Yeah, I feel like it's just you know uh, because I don't love every album. Yeah, I love I love most of them honestly. 
but uh, there's definitely uh, modes of them I prefer, and you know, and I and I do really dig on Murray Street in that area. Yeah. So I feel like Dirty is probably a good one for you. Um, okay. I don't know. I mean, I can't get over it. Like that, the run of Sister Daydream Nation Goo Dirty is just mind blowing to yeah. me because I'm not yeah. a big fan, honestly, of uh, Experimental Jet Set. It's like it's very good, but it's one of the last ones I ever go to. Oh, okay. Um, but then I'm a, and I got really heavy into their later career stuff. Yeah, I don't know, but they're they're a really interesting band. They have a lot to offer. The players involved are outstanding. Yeah. Steve Shelley is one of the better drummers you'll ever ever hear in any band. Oh, I fucking love that guy. Uh, Met him. Shook yeah. his hand. Shook his hand. Yeah, disappears. Free yeah. language. <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant he disappears when you shake his hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Lee Ronaldo is a highly underrated uh, singer, songwriter, uh, guitar player. I don't, I don't feel like he yeah, gets enough. Everybody focuses on no, uh, no. And yeah, of course, the amazing uh, Kim Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do you think uh, Nat that you will come back around in the band at all, or do you think it's, it's going to continue to be something you're just not? What you're saying about about rather ripped? I should probably check it out. And honestly, mm-hmm. I. Um, you know there were there I, there was a lot that I did like about this album and I think it might uh, sort of grow on me and I think it yeah. might sort of uh, go forth. Maybe I'm just not like maybe I'm not getting into the right maybe I'm not getting into the right spot. Yeah, that okay. could be again like I it, it you got to find the right area for it and it's not Im- immediately accessible music. It does yeah. have a crazy wall of feedback and like we're just gonna make noise for four minutes. So fuck you. Yeah, like yeah. There, there is an attitude around it and that's kind of part of it too. Like why I was so latched into it. There was this sort of general vibe and uh, you know personality to the yeah. band that was unlike anything else for me anyway. Um, and it also for, for for me being young when when I like being a teenager when I got into this was there was like a well these guys don't care at all if I like them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, right? <laughs> yeah, so super cool. Yeah. It's just so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's what all this was, cool. man. I was looking at this shit like, man, it's so cool and yeah. it's so <laughs> I just I woke up every yeah. morning hating that I didn't look like Thurston. Yeah, <laughs> man. And then like our generation like took the cool part out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We thought it was cool. Just like, know. oh man, I'm so awkward. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like genuine I'm gonna cool. Go find other awkward dudes I think to listen to. Who was cool when we were coming up? It Nobody, was like the, man. I think the Strokes were cool. Jack yeah, White was the Strokes cool. were cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was those guys were like the the sort of the arbiter that's that detached rock cool because mm-hmm. yeah, sure. like yeah. all of all of the bands that I truly loved they were all like you know it was like Rivers Cuomo and like a bunch of emo yeah people I like yeah Cuomo. I like yeah. Lo- I liked them to be like losers like me yes. <laughs> I to and they wrote songs losers. about which what total losers they were yeah. and it yeah. was relatable and great totally mm-hmm. and then like yeah right yeah like. Um, the Strokes that first album when that hit and I was in high school it was like oh shit cool rock like oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah that was a that was a world yeah. Jesus definitely super good yeah yeah, yeah. alright the Sonic covered it. saga continues it does continue yeah. Yeah. which is the best thing well about it. It, it doesn't anymore but, no. Uh, no, no it really do, it really really doesn't yeah. continue yeah, right now has gone no. so bad <laughs> <laughs> the saga of me listening to their albums yes, once in a that while will continue continues. and be a wonderful relationship <laughs> so rather ripped you guys are thinking uh, yeah yeah I strongly recommend rather ripped cool and, and yeah. I say dirty too alright yeah that's got a lot of uh, that's got a lot of Kim Gordon's best stuff on it I think yeah, I'll go to those next. Yeah, I, I think Rather Rip is a strong Kim album too. Yeah, really, really. Good. It is. Yeah, Black yeah, yeah. And so, so is Experimental Jet Get a little crunch in him. 
Oh. I thought you were doing the uh, talk hard thing. You're just gonna start going. <laughs> doing the pump up the volume. Just go for it, man. The man's oh, man, man. Yeah, the man's constricting you with his language, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't conform to your words, man. Have a BRA strip. Yeah. Garment flarbentin. <laughs> Get rid of those blackheads on your nose. Blow something up in the microwave. <laughs> Holy crap. All right, let's leave all this angst behind and hop yeah. on our time rider motorcycles. Oh man, mine's still blue. And let's go home. <laughs> Hey, we're back in 2015. That was just me making a motorcycle noise, guys. Oh. Oh. I was, I wasn't, wasn't actually. Wh- then <laughs> how did you get here? Uh, oh, on a motorcycle, oh, okay, it was right. just we, very yeah, silent. Yeah, very well, I made. You're like noises. the kind of person, like if you ever shot a gun, you would say bang. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would be no good in war. <laughs> or, or I'd be very yeah. entertaining. Uh, Nat, thank you very much for joining us again. Guys, I can't tell you what a total pleasure it was to do this again. Awesome. Oh, and once again, future yeah. is the future. Yep. Is the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I said a sentence. Is the is that just the website, futureisthefuture.com? Yeah, futureisthefuture.com. Uh, we're also future is the future on all major social media networks except yep. for Twitter which is FITF shop because I forgot to check whether or not my business name was short enough to fit into Twitter character uh, and it's not. <laughs> but you can awesome. still write your little name up top kind of thing. Like, yeah. like they, there's still, there's still ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I understand Twitter. <laughs> I which... mean, I didn't just like throw up my hands and be like, fuck it, the business is canceled. Yeah. <laughs> keep your, keep your chin up, kid. You'll, you'll make it. You'll uh, make it on Twitter. And your interview on Q... Can mm-hmm. be heard. Is it out already? It is. I have not yeah. yet heard it. There's myself. there's video. There's yeah. audio. All right. Um, you can uh, watch the. You can watch me tremble with nerves. Wonderful. In five beautiful 720p. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah, uh, that's just. We'll a, post that on the. Uh, yeah. On the. Uh, uh, on Modern Superior. Totally. And on the. The link will be in the show. We'll have the link in the show notes. Um, and yeah, if you just type in CBC Radio Q into Google, it's the mm-hmm. first thing that comes up. And yep. then that's also the first thing on that page right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. All well, right. Wonderful. What yeah. else can we find on the internet, Dan? Uh, you can find us at modernsuperior.com. And you can oh. also go to Twitter and tweet at us at Time Bandits Pod or mm-hmm. go to Facebook.com slash Time Bandits Podcast. That's right. Yeah. 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 Let us know what you thought of Pump Up the Volume and or and, Sonic Youth. Yeah, and if you have a better entry point for uh, Sonic yeah, Youth. Yeah, yeah. What was yours? Let us know. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, baby, that's the score, baby. Baby, that's the score, baby. <laughs> Talk hard. Talk hard. Talk hard. So be it. <laughs> <laughs> What year is it? This is the nineties. This has been a presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network.